Well, hello and welcome back to the next episode of Between the Sundays. This is our conversation to extend what happens on Sunday here at Generations Church and that conversation to kind of go into the rest of the week. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm excited today to have Pastor Carson Hill. He's our youth and young adults pastor. Pastor Aaron White, who is our associate pastor. And, hey. uh, and so today uh, we really want to talk about kind of the last two Sundays that we've had. Sure. Um, we started a new series two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, where we talked about legacy. Love and uh, and so we've we've been in this series now for two weeks. We have one week left. And as we've looked at this series, we've we've really been uh, one of my favorite parts of the Bible, if you can isolate it, is the larger narrative of the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Sure. This this yeah. move from the promise of God with Father Abraham all the way through the generations of his family, mm-hmm. even the narrative that Joseph that gets them to Egypt and they're in captivity and then they come out of captivity through Moses. And so I love that part, but really moving towards the promised land with Joshua. So we talked about that a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking in Exodus where when the Ten Commandments are being given, in one of the two places where the Ten Commandments are given, it's the idea that he says, like, you know, the, the sins of the Father, the iniquities of the Father, those transgressions are going to extend three and four generations. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the steadfast love of God extends to a thousand generations. And yeah. so we see that, and I talked a little bit about this idea of the things that you do, they, they are, they're going to matter to your kids. If yeah. you don't get your stuff together, mm-hmm. like, you know, your kids are going to fight some of those same battles. And so we talked about this idea of like it's not if I'm going to leave a legacy, yeah. it's what kind of legacy am I going to leave? Mm-hmm. And so am I willing to be you know faithful and trust God and have a marriage and a family and you know money management and learning and all of those various things? Some some really specifically faith things and some other things, um, or am I going to just like have all this stuff going on in my life that I never deal with and then my kids have to kind of pay the price for that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd love to just start there, kind of week one. That was the cliff notes a little mm-hmm. bit. But, you know, this idea of, like, what stood out to you the most, what spoke to you, do you think in a legacy mindset naturally, or is that something that's kind of a new thought for you or that you just you think sometimes, I guess? I'll start with Aaron. Yeah, I think the one thing that, that really challenged me, and you just kind of mentioned it, like, are the things I'm doing, are my kids and my grand, future grandkids, are they going, you know, to deal with the same things? Are they right. going to struggle with the same things? Like, like I should today fight the battle so my kids don't and so my grandkids don't so that you know my family doesn't like and so future generations do not have to that's the one thing that really really challenged me yeah the first week i remember that point and i think about that point constantly over the past two weeks but you know i need to fight fight those battles today yeah so future generations don't yeah and so if i can if i can you know, kind of man up for me and do that today. Like yeah. then my son doesn't, then my daughters don't. Yeah. And so That's good. that really challenged me last yeah, week. Yeah. Well, it was a question, I think at the end of the message where I just said like, what battles do I need to fight? What things do I need to fight for? So my kids don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, yeah. every person, and, and hopefully I've articulated this over the two weeks, but like your kids are going to have to make their own decisions and your grandkids yeah. are going to have to make their own decisions. But there are some things that we hand off to them and if they've seen victory in our lives, but if they've seen struggle in certain areas in our life, then we start to see those repeat. Mm-hmm. And that original word there, kind of the, the Hebrew word, um, it, the idea was that the consequences are revealed to the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. So it's right. it's not just that the battle you fight, they're going to fight. It's like the, the consequences of your decisions, they linger. And we mm-hmm. see that in family narratives over yeah. and over. The struggles of mom and dad tend to make it into the kids and grandkids. So um, what about you, Carson? I mean... Well, just off like what you were just saying, I think it's also like, so most of like the Bible, obviously, like 
like was oral tradition. And mm-hmm. so they were like telling stories of right. God's faithfulness. And so like, just like that victory, like you see it in your parents, you see it in your grandparents. And you also saw like what God did in their lives from, yeah. from parting to the Red Sea, even after, you know, they put their toes in the water first is what mm-hmm. you said yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, you, you put your toes in the water first and then see God do it. And then, you know, the same thing with Jericho. I think it's like the fact that like you get, you get to hear that God was faithful, like yeah. for generations and generations and generations. And so you also get to believe that he will continue to do it. That's good. I think is huge. And so I, I mean I'm just I'm just like thinking about that. So it's like it's not that they 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 do continue to fight the battles, but they've also seen and known someone who's who's won the war. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like a belief that God is who he says he is. That's, that's so powerful. Like well, and I told that story the first week. I actually had a number of like grandparents or, you know, that said like, Oh, I need to do that or I'd love to hear that or see that. But my grandmother gave to all of her children and grandchildren this like book of God's faithfulness, mm-hmm. like answered prayers and the miraculous and um, things like that. And so I do think what you're describing, you know, it's it, it says, you know, one generation will commend your works to another, like the idea that we have a responsibility, no matter how old we are, to tell the next generation of God's faithfulness, yeah. of those answered prayers, of his power on display. And so I do think that that the oral tradition, the, the, the way that scripture was passed down, but even just generational, like Deuteronomy 6, where we draw our name for generation church, it says when you're walking down the road, when you're sitting right. at the table, like yeah. that you're you're talking about the law, you're talking about those things with your children. Um, and I think that's legacy. It's it's saying like, hey, here's the here's the battles that I have seen God come through. Here's mm. um I I talked about this a lot. I use this phrase every time I say it, but one of the saddest verses in scripture, it comes from the end of the book of Judges, but it says there came a generation who knew not the Lord nor the mm. things he had done for them. It's like the idea that they just stopped telling stories. Yeah. Like how does how do the grandchildren or great grandchildren of Moses or like how do they not know God and not yeah. know about the Red Sea and the deliverance and the Exodus and the Promised Land and Jericho? Like how do they not know? Yeah. Well, they don't know because nobody told them. Mm. They, there there was no Google. Like they couldn't look it up. There's no Wikipedia. <laughs> like it's got to come from Grandpa and Grandma and aunts and uncle. And they mm. just stopped telling the stories of God's faithfulness. I think that's but huge. even with Google and all <laughs> the things we have today. Like yeah. It it we still need to tell the next generation like we still need to use our words it's good you know written or or verbal like to tell the next generation of what God's done in our lives yeah so that they know the promises so they know like when they're going through difficulty yeah. or struggle or they're just going through everyday life like yeah, they know good. like God kept my dad my grandfather my grandmother you yeah know, my mom like secure and 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 got them through it so he can. You know, yeah. me as well. That's so. good. And I think that's part of living a legacy too, because like at some points in your life, the Red Sea feels far off. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're three generations later, even if you're a hundred, two hundred years later, us sitting here like four, six, whatever, like thousand years later, like at some point the Red Sea feels far away. And so it's just like, what is God continuing to do? Are we going to continue to tell stories of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. so our kids, grandkids know, like your grandmother, like I I have stories of my grandfather and, yeah. and his wife's faithfulness and how God, you know, bless them that I think about all the time that stick with me because, yeah, the Red Sea is is important like it like that resonates with me but also actively seeing it in a testament in your parents and grandparents life lets me know that the red sea was true because he's continuing to do it today it's good it's good good. i talked yesterday in week two about we're recording this on monday um but i I talked yesterday about the idea of like the how to leave a legacy Mm -hmm. yeah and we looked at the story of abraham and we actually used some of the text from hebrews chapter 11 to tell that story kind of the summary text there but just the you know the things that we saw that he you know by faith 
he, you know, when he was called to go, he went, even though he mm-hmm. didn't know where he was going. Yeah. You know, even God That's hadn't revealed point. it yet. And then he was called to sacrifice, give mm-hmm. Isaac, even though Isaac was the promised child. Um, and then verse 12, we ended with this, this idea that like, but God, you know, there were descendants that came that outnumbered the stars in the sky. And so I talked about this idea of obedience. Like you got to obey and go, even when you don't know, you got to obey and give like sacrificially, like mm-hmm. you, you hold the promise. Isaac's there, but it's like, God said, no, I want him back. Do I trust God that this doesn't make sense? And then yeah. the third thing is just to grow, grow our trust, mm-hmm. grow our faith that God keeps his promises. His promises are yes and amen. So I guess more than just the contextualizing of like, hey, what were your thoughts? I'd really love to hear maybe like what what which one of those three do you wrestle with the most? Like the I got to go, but I don't know where the destination is. I got to give sacrificially, or I've just got to trust that God will keep His word, yeah. even when I can't see those things my eyes yet. Yeah. Uh, whoever wants to go first, I, let's go, I think. Go ahead, so Carson. I think I think I have two thoughts on that. One, <laughs> okay. The first one is like what I struggle with is. I think God like is trying to give us a clear picture of faith. Like, you know, you're saying you like love the old Testament. Like, like it's so awesome to see those stories and generations, generations of like where the children of Israel are going. And so like God's trying to actively explain to us what faith looks like. And I, I constantly need to rework that in my mind because I'm sitting in your sermon yesterday. And like when you talked about how Abraham told the servants, like, Hey, I'm, we're coming back, yeah. you know, and he believed that. And in my mind, I, it was like, Oh, was that, shallow faith that he like 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 he didn't think god was gonna like actually take his son like did he not like and so like obviously like you would say it would just even more like like even greater faith to yeah, say like we're right. both coming back but i'm like did he falter did he not believe that god is who he says he is like you know that's how mine works is but like for me i think what's interesting is and this is gonna sound like such a, this is gonna sound like every youth pastor ever talking but i'm just like so in the moment of like the next five minutes yeah to where like 10 years from now, I'm like, God's going to be faithful. He's being faithful right now. But like, for me, it's like, I'm married to a planner. And so like being married to someone who's like, who like thinks about like the other side of things Mm -hmm. and like supporting and like loving her when you both like come at, come at them so differently. Like that's, that's like my tension. And so it's like, it almost feels like she has more faith for the future. And like, I have faith for like right now. And so it's almost like we, it works together as a team, but sometimes it is that tension and like, how are we going to do this? Right. So she, she responds to this sermon different than I do because I'm like, oh yeah, God's definitely going to do it. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. I think I have the uh, uh, ability or I have the, I don't think it's a fault to, 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 you know, be, to hold true to the promises of like right now, but you know, I'm the same way as you, yeah. I feel like, like right now, but Bethany thinks about the future and yeah. like 10 years down the road, I'm like, that's so long from now. Like, yeah, yeah Malin's <laughs> like, what do you want to do tomorrow? And I'm like, I do, I don't even know what I'm about to do like <laughs> 10 minutes from right now. You know, it's yeah. like when she's planning meals for the week, she's like, what do you want for dinner on Tuesday? I'm like, I've not even remotely considered <laughs> this afternoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, um, I definitely think that that is a struggle, but it's not that I think the sacrifice, like mm. you know, and man, to to the the sacrifice of of Isaac, you know, um, you know, to lay your own son down, like yeah. I mean, whew, like yeah. Yeah. that's just not giving five dollars, or that's just not giving of your tithes, like sure. that's your kid, like yeah. Yeah. so that you know, you know, and no, that's a a, a big example, and you know, a big story, and it's different than you know tithing, but still sacrifice is sacrifice. You know, so I think sacrifice sometimes is harder for me uh, because I think we can all be selfish a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, I could use that, you know, sure. to to save or I yeah. could use that, you know, here or, or there. But, you know, 
I think sacrifice for me could be the hardest. Yeah. Um, not I, I don't I don't feel like I struggle too bad with holding on like to the promises of God and like trusting him or like going without knowing where I'm going. Like I believe I you know, it's harder as I have kids and stuff like that. Like I really gotta plan better. Like yeah. I need like help me out. You, you yeah. said it like, you know, I I need to sell this to my wife. Like yeah. Yeah. help me out, give me something, yeah. God. But like to sacrifice, I think that one hurts a little bit more. Yeah. Right. And at least in my life, like yeah. I, f- I feel that one. I'm like, ooh. Well, and I, I think for me, like, and it, it, it goes with each of the points for sure. I mean, kind of point three is the summation of, of both of them. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, uh, if we're not careful, we pray prayers small enough that if God doesn't do it, we can do it when he, when he doesn't mm-hmm. show oh, up. 100%. You know? And yeah. so it's like trusting that God knows where we're headed. Yeah, if we'll if we'll obediently step out and go, yeah. and trusting that God will make a way, that He'll supply. Like I don't view it as shallow faith. Yeah, like, yeah. I really do view it as like, man, He had such great faith that yeah. one of these two things was gonna God was gonna provide another sacrifice, mm-hmm. or God was gonna raise this boy from the dead. You know, yeah. and like, and, and for me, like trusting that God is going to do that. I think for me, it's it, the struggle is trusting God when it doesn't make sense in my head. I'm yeah. like, I don't know how A plus B equals C here. So, like, God, are you sure? Like, I'm just going to keep working until you bring more clarity. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I think for me, it's like, I'll talk myself out of great faith. Like, yeah. like, and, and, the, and the best way to word that is <laughs> like, great. like, so I've got my wife's eight months pregnant. So it's just like, so it's like, if God was like, all right, I'm going to sacrifice. Like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, of course, we'll sacrifice for anything for you, God. Like, mm-hmm. 100%. But then it's like, it's almost like that snake in the garden is like how I imagine it in my mind. But it's almost <laughs> like, does God really want you to sacrifice your child? Yeah. And I'm like, no, he's a loving God. He doesn't want me to sacrifice my yeah, child. Right. And so I'm like, if I'm Abraham, I'm talking myself out of it, out of the mountain, not because of faith of like God's going to deliver, but almost like, I know God doesn't really want to take my kid. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to keep it. And so it's like, I think sometimes if, if anyone's like me, like you talk yourself out of the great faith God wants you to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, I'm, I'm constantly like weighing that in my mind. I'm like, okay, he's a loving God, but he also like, he's calling me to step out yeah. with great faith. Yeah. yeah. And, and even the, I'm sure when I was teaching my kids how to ride a bike and they were falling off, they were like, surely my dad would not want me to get hurt. But like, yeah, yeah. There, there are those parts of like growing our faith where God yeah. asks us to, to, to do something that's uncomfortable, yeah. to do something that stretches us to do. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that fatherhood, I think taught me as much or more about faith and, and father God as anything, mm-hmm. because there were these moments then in like the lives of my children where I thought, Okay, so that's what God may be asking yeah. me to do because I, I'm asking yeah. my kids the to trust. do things yeah. that don't make sense in their minds. But mm. like, if they'll trust me, this is for their good. This yeah. is the best for them. That's comforting. That means and I'm one step closer to greater one faith. Step as soon as closer, he's born, faith. You <laughs> are on, six somebody. weeks away from yeah. greater. Yeah, 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 I'm about to be um, a saint. <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask a closing question quickly, and then I want us to hit one more thing. We're almost out of time, but Carson, you're youth and young adults. Yeah. Um, like the legacy series could lend itself to an older congregation. Meaning sure. I think it's easy for anybody that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 41. So like when I think I, I am beginning to think like, man, what am I leaving for my kids? Sure. Cooper mm-hmm. graduates this year. So I definitely have a forward mindset in that regard, yeah. but like for a 25 year old, a 15 year old, like does this series connect to them at all? What What's a transferable principle that as they're listening, they just, that's a buzzword they hear. Even if they're not thinking legacy, there is application in these two messages for you, you think? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I mean, I hope so, because I'm about to talk about it this Sunday, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I hope that I hope the youth are connected. <laughs> but um, I think I think it's really interesting. So, when you look at, like, just, I'm going to try to summarize this real real fast, but, like, when you look at, the, like, the overarching theme of, like, 
spiritual formation, for example, the idea is like the same as legacy. Like you are being formed into something. C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot. Like every decision you make forms you into like somebody. So um, when you look at that as like a theme, like you are becoming something. I think the difference is, is they say when you hit, I'm not 30 yet, but they say when you hit around 30, 35, middle of your life, right? Like you stop thinking, what person do I want to become? And you start thinking, this is who I am. What am I going to do with it? And so from what I understand uh, for youth, when it comes to how to legal, leave a legacy, it's like, what type of person does leave a legacy? Who do I want to be so that I can leave a legacy as opposed to what do I need to do with my life to leave a legacy? That's I think good. that's the difference between like the younger and the older that's generation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just kind of where my mind goes. I'm going to wrap that. it up. No, that's a great, that's a great yeah. thought. That's a really good thought. All right. Let me, let me switch gears quickly. Uh, a little over almost two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. but we had our woven women's event. I'd love to just hear your thoughts. I mean, none of yeah. us are are ladies, but we but we are we woven served, into a tapestry. We of are love. woven into all of us. So come on, um, but we 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 were there. We served. Uh, obviously, our wives were a part of the event. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, Pastor Aaron, I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts on the night. Yeah, man. What? It, first of all, what a like just the the excitement and just energy in the lobby in the worship center yeah like during the service it was yeah. just so good ladies coming together yeah like they were doing tapestry things together they had my sh- favorite thought is you were checking my favorite thing about the night i think one of my favorite things, is you were checking people in you were like hey there's a tapestry station over there not really sure what a tapestry is <laughs> yeah. you can go do that i think but I, you might so. i think i said that <laughs> 60 times. I heard yeah, you yeah. say it a bunch. I still don't know what a tapestry is, <laughs> but probably. As, but as far as you're talking about, like, like feeling the spirit in the room, like, mm. they're doing it in the lobby, and yeah. all the, like, volunteers, like, guys mm. are helping, and you can just, like, it's almost like you can feel the spirit, like, seeping out into the lobby, yeah. and we're just, yeah. we're just pressing t-shirts, man, <laughs> yeah. and we're just, like, the Holy Ghost is moving, yeah, like, it come was on. Great. It, was it, was, great. it was a fantastic, fantastic night. I think, I think ladies were shocked, yeah. like, when they walked in, and when I told them, like, because I was the person checking them in and everything. Like told them all that we have, they were like, "Yeah, whoa, like s'mores, oh my goodness, like yeah. there's just so much." And then you added s'mores, and and so it was just a great night, man. They got to eat good, like they had s'mores. The coffee truck was incredible, yeah, was and then they got to design their their own sweatshirt and own t shirt and take yeah. photos, and and then just and then besides that, the 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 time of worship, man. I just yeah. I stood in. You know, we, I was leading a bunch of guys and like kind of like reset up the lobby and outside. But like I was like, we're gonna wait till after worship yeah. because I just want to go. I'll stand in the back of the room and just worship with yeah. them. Yeah. It was just the presence of God was just yeah. so like it, so evident That's in great. the room. In the uh, um, I forget I forget the speaker's Sophie name. Sophie Hudson. Sophie Hudson did an incredible. Boo mama. Boo mama. Boo mama did an incredible job and 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 it just poured out from her life yeah. personal experience but then God's truth and stuff like that. So it was just a great great time um and and, and it was super powerful. It's great. Where ladies, I mean, I you know, when you go to church, uh, you know, any church, sometimes it could be overwhelming because there's so many people, you don't know everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was just awesome to see ladies like like they they didn't know it was just yeah, like just connecting just one connecting yeah. with one another it's great um so it was an incredible night uh, miss Corey did a fantastic job it looked great yeah um and and so it was just a great night of ladies just connecting with each other but then ultimately connecting with god yeah. in the presence of god it's great um, yeah i i thought it was a, a really great night obviously 
Um, I get to hear Corey kind of dream up ideas for mm -hmm. kind of all year long for those things. And um, I thought she did a fantastic job, our team putting it together and, and the, the volunteers, but um, it was, it was a special night for our ladies. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought it was awesome. We've got an event for guys in the spring, our March, March Madness March event. Madness, come baby. On. Go Heels. Come uh, on. Come on. Little, you know, little foreshadowing there. But uh, it's going to be great. We'll, more information, obviously, as we get closer. Yeah. But I did think it was awesome. Maybe at, at some point we'll bring Corey in and just talk about it just from her perspective as well. Mm -hmm. But um, thanks for watching today. Hey, I'm getting a call. That's uh, time, baby. <laughs> that's it. It's, that's but the thanks for watching today. And uh, we appreciate you being a part of this Between the Sundays. And until next time, God bless.